You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Welcome to episode 56 of the Versus Node podcast. My name is Edward Gonzato, and I'm your host and editor-in-chief of GamerNode.com, and I'm here with Jason Finelli and Josh Robinson. How are you guys? Wonderful. Awesome. No complaints. Beautiful. Not that anyone would listen. <laughs> Not that anyone would really care. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> everyone loves us. <laughs> I like to assume that everyone loves us, no matter what we do wrong. Or, or no matter how off our opinions are, or no matter how many dollars we force them to spend, and then they realize that the game's actually terrible. No, I'm kidding. That never happens. Uh, but, um, yeah, so today we decided we were going to get back in the swing of things and just talk about some games. Um, going to do like a little review show. We're each going to pick a game and... Um, you know, give like a little mini oral review and, and chat about it. So um, we've got some heavy hitters, medium hitters, and very light hitters. Actually, we're just going to do one game each, but uh, it, it runs the gamut. So I guess we'll start with the the biggest, highest profile game on the list, and that would be Josh's game, which we've all played. So what is that, Josh? That would be The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 5. Yeah. So, this was... Uh, the first thing I want to say that I noticed about <clears throat> this, this season in general is that it, it was definitely shorter than the first season. Or at least in my playthrough. I don't know about you guys. but And I guess that had partly to do with like the fact that they didn't have you going around um, just... In the first game, you had to go around a lot, like you were exploring the area, trying to like you know figure out what you were going to do next. And this season, to me, seemed more like it was more focused on your decisions and the moral implications of things. So it was more on just advancing the story with your uh, with your decisions. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, so I I don't know um, how your stories were up to this point, but uh, we you know we had. Uh, what was it? We had the Russian kid. I can't remember his name. It was like Orvo, Corvo. Arvo. Yeah, Arvo. That's it. So, you know, uh, I actually um, stood up for him uh, in the, the fourth episode when... Um, Real quick. When, spoiler warning for this yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so you've been warned. If you don't want to hear about it, skip ahead like 15 minutes. Something like that. So uh, I stood up for the kid, you know. I I, I didn't. Uh, I kept him from getting in too much trouble. And then later, uh, you know, of course, they, he and his group backstab us. Um, but it got to the point where I was really trying to figure out uh, if I was going to be able to continue on with Kenny. Um, you know, he's been there since season one. I love the mm-hmm. guy, but he's so unstable. He's bad news for sure. Yeah, <laughs> bad news for for. Um, as this episode, you know, moved along, I could see more and more that he probably wasn't going to be around at the end. You know, exactly how that was going to happen is, is more up to you. But um, I, I really enjoyed this, except for the fact that um, 
I thought I thought it was a little weird when when there's a part where uh, you wake up it's Clementine and you see that um, Bonnie and and I think uh, Mike and and Arvo I think it was I think his name's Mike. Um, anyway, they're they're like about to leave in the truck that Kenny fixed, about to abandon you and and Kenny and I'm really bad with names, but what's her face? Jane. Jane, yes. Um, and so that kind of caught me off guard. Was not very happy about that, but um, I decided not to fire. I handed the gun and uh, handed the gun away, and uh, and then of course you get shot. Yeah. Uh, by Arvo. So. Uh, I think closer to the end there, that's when like you're about to. Well, I guess this was. I'm getting this all confused. I'm not doing a very good job with this, but of course, you don't get to save Luke. He dies. Um, I think no matter what you do. That's true. Um, and of course, Bonnie is mad at you because you didn't do the right thing, according to her. Mm. Um, so at the end, when you get to the part where you're driving along in the truck. That's you, Jane, and Kenny, and of course, Kenny gets out because he's trying to see if there's any gas. I think diesel is what he's looking for. Um, so along comes... Only after a huge and really frustrating fight between them. Yes, this that, is true. Oh, That was one of the hardest parts of that game to play, to like endure that and just basically be helpless. Yeah, well, and then of course you have <clears> the walkers come along, and so you have to speed, you know, drive the truck through. And this is a fight, and you have to decide if you're going to shoot Kenny, if you're going to let Kenny kill Jane, and if you let Kenny kill Jane, are you going to shoot him anyway? And I decided to let him kill her. Um, I did not kill Kenny even after my second opportunity. And so I got to what was uh, Wellington, or was one of the names Wellington, and um, I decided to go with Alvin Jr. and Kenny left. So so there was an option to let Kenny kill Jane and then for Clem to shoot Kenny and just take her chances on her own. Right. With the baby. And, right. And so I... Or I guess I she wouldn't have known where the baby was. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, that, that was pretty much the end of it. But I was... I'm, I'm actually kind of <clears throat> surprised because now when they start season three, like... They're really going to have to start out in so many different places that are not even remotely close, you know? Um, yeah, I was I'm, thinking I'm, about I'm that, too. <laughs> I was thinking about the way that they would draw that back in. But, uh, well, how did you feel about the about this episode, anyway? Well, how did you feel about the whole season in general? And then how did you feel about this episode in particular in terms of, you know, how you liked it or, or what your general uh, critical standpoint on it was? Sure. So I think... Um, I think season two was better than season one overall. Um, of course, I, I miss Lee, but um, I don't miss having to sort of, you know, pilfer around and figure out, you know, what, what I need to do next to make the game progress. I liked that this was more driven by your actions and not by um, just, you know, looking around. I, I think so. I think the season's better. I think this was actually the best episode of the season. So I, they really ended on a high note uh, for me. And uh, it was fantastic. I think they really kind of made you question, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess morals, um, I guess maybe um, if you had any compassion for Kenny, because, I mean, really, this guy's, he's suffering. So, I mean, really, if you, if you shot him, you might be doing him a favor. Um, so I, I think overall it was fantastic. It was, um, 
I really liked the fact where they had like the flashback to Lee in the in the van. Because oh man, it, I <laughs> I didn't know if it was all a dream. I didn't know what was going on for a second, you know. Um, I like I think for probably about ten seconds, I thought, "Holy crap!" Was season two all just in her mind? Was it just a dream while you're in the van? And, yeah, uh, that was that excitement, and then you kind of like realize, "Oh wait, no, she's probably just seeing this because she's maybe dying or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually really good to kind of see, like you saw Clem as she was. In season one, which she was a lot younger, and she was not nearly as, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She she had not been through as much as she's been through. Been through. She was very innocent, not hardened. Yeah, exactly, like even just in her voice. I mean, she's really grown up a lot in, in a more, um, in, in more ways than you realize. Just playing through, just you know, just like it would be growing up. You don't realize you're growing until you look back and see where you were. So yeah, it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, I was, I was sort of uh, like I hated to to leave Kenny on his own, but at the same time, I thought, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to me if I stay with him much longer, right? Because he just wasn't doing a great, you know, he's he's not stable. So anyway, I'm I'm curious to see what endings you guys got though, and hear your opinions. Well, Jason, what how did it go for you? First, Jason, what what's your overall opinion on um, everything? I don't think that season two had the same impact with me that season one did however mm-hmm. i do think it was still really good um i miss lee also lee is a big part of the of what made walking dead season one so good and mm-hmm. that last scene in season one where she has to shoot him and go off on her own is is way more impactful i think than four of the five endings that you can get this season the only exception that's true the one that Josh got because that speech at the end is essentially Lee talking through Kenny I think the fact that he would even make that choice to begin with is is, is all or, or the, I'm sorry the fact that Kenny would even entertain the idea of just Clementine and the baby going into Wellington and leaving him for his own to fend for himself is Lee talking through Kenny, Lee's impact on Kenny, whatever you want to call it. And he, it's like it's almost like he has to finally has this moment of clarity in his descent into madness, because I agree, he was going more and more insane since the episode two or three where we met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and of the five endings, the one that Josh got is easily the best. It's the most emotional, it's the most impactful, it's the most compelling, whatever other word you want to use for it. Um, my original ending, I got that the second time because I wanted to see what happened if I didn't shoot Kenny. The first time, I shot Kenny. <sighs> you shot Kenny, no. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> I shot Kenny the first time, and uh, we ended up back at Carver's compound. Oh, wow. Um, and he's still there, dead, hanging out. <laughs> uh, and then as we're talking about you know being, being there, this family comes up. And it's like, hey, you want to let us in? We need help. And it's up to Clem to let them in or not. I let them in. Uh, as the as they come in, guy comes through. He's got a gun in his pants, in the back of his pants. And Clem sees it. And then the little kid goes, "Nice hat." And she says, "Thanks." And then it ends. Yeah, yeah. I'm, very drift off. Of it was very vague about like. Does that suddenly mean that this guy is, like, bad and dangerous just because he has a gun in his 
well, pans, apparently, like, uh, from one of the other endings, if you deny them, they talk about coming back with more people and being stronger, and you should be afraid of them. Oh, so okay. did you uh, did you kill Kenny while he was fighting Jane, or did yes. you let him kill Jane and then you shot him? Shot him before he killed Jane. That's okay, what so I, I did also. Right yes. Yeah, so if you here's how I understand the ending: if you if they both die, if you let them, if you let her kill Jane and shoot Kenny, or if you shoot Kenny and then tell Jane to go screw herself, you can do that too. Okay. Um, the ending is Clem with the baby by herself with a horde coming. She p- puts the blood all over her like they did before, puts the blood on the baby also, and then walks through the horde. That's the best ending. And then <laughs> I like that one. And then there's the, the two branches of Jane where you let the family in, see the gun, nice hat, or don't let the family in, we'll be back and more angry or whatever. And then the two branches of Kenny going into Wellington or staying with Kenny. Mm-hmm. So five hopeful so, possibilities. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, man, they've got a lot of work to do to keep that going next season. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll rope it all back in. They could have one of the intermittent episodes, like 400 days to do that or something. Yeah, I really that, hope they do that. Or season three. <clears throat> season three's in Wellington. Yeah. He's going to be in Wellington. They're either going to... Um, it, with the Kenny branches, you're right outside of Wellington, or you're already in Wellington, so that's taken care of. With the Jane branches, all you have to say is that family is from Wellington. And if you let them in, they mention Wellington, they take, they take them back. If you don't let them in, they bring an army from Wellington and they capture you. Yeah. And then the fifth one, she just finds it on her own, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. So the choice that you had... Um, with with Jane and so like you let them in that actually seems like a very un-Jane like decision um, yeah it's all Clem yeah all that Clem. has to be this, this season was so weird to me cause like by the end I just didn't care about being with like the whole season I didn't want to be with anyone that they brought into the story at all I just wanted Clem to disappear and just be on her own because everyone else just seemed more dangerous than than helpful um if anything clem the little kid was the one being responsible for the survival of the group and it was just terrible for me so like i didn't really like this season anywhere near as much as i did the first one except when we had the the real moments of i guess escape from from these people who were really just bad for me. So episode three, when you kill Carver um, and get out of that situation and go through the horde, basically shedding poundage, trimming the fat of your group. And then the end of this episode where you basically get to choose, you know, who to get rid of, who to keep. I ended up killing Kenny because even though in episode two, I think it was when you first see him, when I saw him, I immediately hit hug Kenny like the second the options came up I just clicked hug Kenny because mm-hmm. fuck the so people bad. who I was with <laughs> they were terrible didn't want to be with them and I just needed something familiar but then throughout you know even Kenny was was just worse and worse and worse he was just like a like a storm growing and growing and by the end I was like I just I can't once I met Jane I was like oh man these girls these two need to go they need to like be sisters to each other and just ditch everyone, and that's all I wanted to do from the moment I met Jane was like leave with her, because she she was the only one who felt safe to me, like who, who I felt Clem would be safe with. 
Yeah, but I don't know. Like to me, Jane just felt like uh, she was a little unpredictable in, in how she was gonna like. I mean, yeah, she came back, but at the same time, like she could just as easily leave you again. Yeah, um, that's true. And I, I just felt too much of a moral obligation to Kenny. I couldn't do it to him. But I have a question. Dude is um, dangerous. Not related to this episode, but the one before. Um, what what did you guys do with Sarah? Like I, I just left her say, ass. But I, I, I left her. I didn't. I didn't even say her. a word to her when they were saying help her, help her. I just kept letting it go, like not saying a word, because I, I just mean, didn't. I didn't want to give the game any chance to let Sarah be with me ever again because she was a liability and I hated her. <laughs> <laughs> In the trailer. Yeah. I saved it. <laughs> of course. No, no, no. Actually, no, I'm not talking about that part. When you actually get up to the top of that building with the supplies, and the, the, the yeah, the deck falls, and you can like you have the option either pull up. I I think it was Luke, or you could go down and like save Sarah. And I I let her go because oh, was, Sarah was dead by yeah. then. <laughs> I let her go. Uh, okay, yeah, because like it, it was weird because they really didn't even dwell on it. Like I felt like they I didn't I don't think they even said anything about it. I like this girl <clears throat> just died. And you didn't even talk about it. For me, uh, Jane slipped off when the chain broke, and I went and I helped Jane up. Oh, okay, okay that, that's who it was. Maybe not Luke, but Jane, I guess. Or, it could have been different uh, for different yeah. scenarios. Sarah gets trapped in the deck. Mm-hmm. Like, in the wreckage on the ground. Exactly, yeah. So, again, she wasted some precious minutes of your time that could have led to your death just by existing. <laughs> Forget so that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. The thing, like, the problem for me with um, with The Walking Dead is that it's like for me, it's it's so good. Like, I hate having to wait for each episode. So, like, mm. what happened, like, with the first season, um, I actually waited until it was all out, as well as uh, three hundred days or four hundred days, and I I binged all the way through. And then with this season, um, I waited for like the first three episodes and binged. But it's like I want more. I don't want to wait, and I hate that they have you know this long uh, delay between seasons now. But I like that Telltale does have. Uh, I think they're gonna do some more fables. Um, Game of Thrones looks cool, even though I don't really care about that universe. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands would be cool. So as more as it, as long as they keep putting out more of that, I'm happy. Yeah, they're doing well, and I like the way that they they change it a little bit. You know, like the uh, the Wolf Among Us has a little different vibe to it and different mechanics. You know, different different focus of play and then the tales from the borderlands has that whole storytelling aspect to it so it's cool that it's like they're kind of the same but they're kind of different so yeah. plus obviously the content but uh but yeah i guess so we're all we're all pretty positive on at least the final episode right did you guys think the final episode was the best episode of this season yes uh yeah i think so yeah i kind of think so too so yeah so that that final episode was good. I think it was longer than the other ones also, wasn't it? I felt like it went on for a really long time. Uh, the only thing I can't think of is this, the very first one might have been comparable length, but it was definitely longer than that. Yeah. Okay, cool. But uh, did you guys notice the same thing I did, though, in that like the first season seemed longer, but it's because you had more of like walking around trying to figure out what to do next? Is that, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, well, see, that's another thing. Like, you, you say you didn't like that, but I kind of liked having the the more, let's say, gaminess of it, of the first season, versus this more, like, uh, choose-your-own-adventure style of the second season. I mean, they're both very much that, but I liked a lot of the action of the first season. 
But then again, I guess this one had a lot of action segments too. It's just it was either one or the other. It was either you know dialogue yeah. or the the QTE, let's say, but not much of the real time. Yeah, I think it was just more compact. They didn't yeah. have as much of you just sort of meandering. Right, figuring stuff out, like clicking around the the space you were in, because that can get oh, annoying. Oh, did you use your mouse? No, I didn't. I, I was using a Xbox 360 controller. Oh yeah, me too. <clears throat> well, yeah. So there's that's that. It's pretty good. Um, what else did we did we play? What'd you play, Jason? I played uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh oh! I bet and, you were excited. Objection. Um, it's a Professor Layton game, and it's a Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game, and the crossover <coughs> part is kind of not there as much as you would hope. It's very um, either one or the other for most oh, of Okay, yes. That's what I was wondering. Like, how was it actually done? Because the games are not the same style. <laughs> no, they're not. It basically, it's, it's kind of, it was easy to implement in that when you're playing an Ace Attorney game, there's two parts. There's the investigation part where you're finding evidence, and then there's the trial part. Just take the investigation part out and make it blatant thing where you're looking around dioramas, finding hint coins, finding puzzles, solving puzzles, and that's it was it's a very natural fit. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's a very well done game. Um, however I found like Professor Layton games and Ace Attorney games both have, you know, weird endings. Weird in that they're very not realistic endings. That, like you can tell that like for most of the game in this, you're in a, a fantasy world called Labyrinthia, where people it's, are afraid of witches. Like you're back in Salem for the witch trials, and and you're and then when they find someone guilty of being a witch, they lower them into this big fire pit and they burst in the fl- and all this other stuff. <laughs> and then the ending happens. So you have this dark fantasy world, and then the ending happens, and you find out what everything is, and you're just like, what? <laughs> Like, I'm going through the last, ep- like, there's nine Uh-oh. chapters and two epilogues. And the second epilogue is where the meat of the revelations happen. And I'm, I'm just clicking these words, these explanations. And I'm wondering what the hell is going on. Am I hallucinating because it's 1.30 <laughs> in the morning? Or is this actually happening? And then I went and read a, a summary and it turns out I was not hallucinating. Game hasn't done that to me since Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, jeez. Um... But I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it because I enjoy Professor Layton games, and I enjoyed it because I enjoy Ace Attorney games. But people who are looking for a real crossover, it's not, it's, like, it makes the Ace Attorney parts easier by letting you use hint coins from Mm -hmm. Layton. Mm. But you don't, you, you can use them, like, when it gives you three options, what should I ask about, you use a hint coin, it takes one away. Kind of thing, or like if you're zooming in on a picture and you can't remember, like you need to know what part to zoom into, you use a hint coin and it tells you. So, whereas in Layton's case, hint coins like eventually build to the answer by giving you smaller or bigger and bigger hints, the ace attorney side of using hint coins in most parts basically tell you the answer, which is kind of annoying. annoying. So, I would just ignore the hint coin mechanic altogether. Right, but but yeah. don't. But again, don't. These are just minor things. I loved the game. I loved seeing them together. The music is out of this world. The ending 
the end, the, the credits theme is a medley of both Leighton and Ace Attorney music that'll make you very happy if you like both uh, uh, series. And I just, I, I did enjoy it. I can't, I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy it. The story is good until the ending makes you go, huh? What? Uh, <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. It, it, so, it's a fun game. Two questions. Would fans of either franchise feel at home with this? Like, if you were just a Leighton fan or just an Ace Attorney fan? I don't know. Okay. That's now, I, say. If, I will say this. One, of, I've always wondered. You know, I like I like Leighton and I like Ace Attorney. This game answered for me the question: Which one do I like more? Which is that? Because I found myself in the Leighton sections, going, "Man, I wish I was just doing a trial." Oh, Man, okay. Really wish I was doing okay. A trial. <laughs> and then when I'm in a trial, I'm like, sweet, let's subject and present evidence and all that good stuff. Let's lawyer it up. And like, as I'm investigating and finding hint coins, I'm just like, yeah, this is all right, but I'd rather be in the courtroom. So. Mm. It's, uh, it's interesting. I was actually on my way home as I was speeding uh, to get home uh, to, to get up here with you guys. I was listening uh, to uh, the Wired Game Life podcast with Chris Kohler, and he was he was actually, they were talking about this as well. And he said it was almost like the two teams made their sections of the game, and they came together and said, okay, how can we make this kind of mesh together? That is a great analysis. <laughs> it really is. And there's, there's they made it in two different studios across different parts of the country, <laughs> never talked to each other. But there's one puzzle. There's one puzzle in the game where it treats it like Leighton and Ace Attorney. Like there's a – you try to do the puzzle – and you try all the different solutions, and you can't do it, but then the Ace Attorney logic comes in, and they use a clue to completely change the puzzle around. And That's cool. When they change the puzzle around, then you can solve it. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff is what I wanted. Yeah. And I got it once. So it sounds like there wasn't as much, like, fan service as there could have been in terms oh, of there's just plenty like of fan service, but only during their perspective. Right. I would be really curious to hear the development process for this and why there was one situation where they combined it so well versus the rest of it where they didn't. I wanted you know. more of that. When I played that, I thought maybe that's how it was going to be for the rest of the game. Like, hmm. Puzzle in chapter like six. Six out of what? Nine. Oh. Two epilogues. Hmm. And a prologue. That's unfortunate. About 20 hours of gameplay. Well, my other question then, which which you seem to uh, be answering in a way, is if someone hasn't played either series, is this a good game to jump into and see, you know, if they like either one since it's yeah. all there together? That it is. That yeah. I would agree with. If you, if you've been that's what it sounds about, like. <laughs> been curious about like curious about Ace Attorney, you can play this, get two full chapters of each format, and see. If you enjoy either one. And then you could be like, forget Professor Layton. I want to play Ace Attorney. Or, or vice versa. <laughs> or if you like the hybrid, you can keep playing it. But just know yeah. that there are things that won't be in when you separate. Yeah. Cool, man. But it's cool. Cool. That's download only, right? Uh, it is not download only. I have a physical copy right here. See? Oh, okay. What What was I thinking that was only download only then? Cool Destinies, the last Ace Attorney game. Oh, yeah. That's it was right. download only, yeah. That's a shame. I don't know why. Cool. Well, sounds good. Kitties, go get your physical copy or download, whatever. Um, 
Now my game is totally more obscure than what we've been talking about. Um, so I got an Ouya, which is a cool little cube, and I, I kind of love it. It's, it's, it's really cute. Um, it does a lot of things. It does more than a, than a Roku or, a, or an Apple TV in some ways. It lets you sideload apps and play games, too. There are games on it. Um, so I'm playing So Many Me, which is also available on Steam. But uh, it's a platform puzzle game about this little little green blob guy named Philo. And uh, something happens that he's really, like, snarky and very self-aware about in his dialogue. Um, saying, oh yeah, this is, like, super cliche, but sounds like a lot of fun. Um, where, where he jumps in this pool and things happen and his, there are clones of him sent all over this place and he's got to, like, save the world or whatever. Um. It, they really, like, treat it as a throwaway, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter what the plot is, just go play the game. Um, so you collect these clones of the main character, and they all, like, follow along in a chain, and um, you can use each of these guys to make stepping stones by just clicking a button, so you, like, uh, use them to bridge gaps and reach from platform to platform, and then later on you get different... Um, little fruit bubble things that let you do that that let them turn into different types of these helper things so one turns the guy into a trampoline that lets you bounce a, a different height depending on how high you are when you when you fall onto it one distracts enemies um but but it's cool in that you you have all these different options and it makes the puzzles really varied it like it seems very much singular in in its philosophy from the outset but as you're playing you find that there are so many options and uh and ways to build puzzles around the mechanics that are available in the game that the developers were able to make some really complex roundabout solutions um using your skills and and uh, environmental factors like they have gates and switches and levers, and then they have they have this uh, these things that spit out a cloud where you can't use your abilities, and then you have ways to counteract that, and then there are guns and different things. But with all these things together, it's, you can get some really difficult puzzles. And I find myself like sitting and staring, like, "What the hell? How do I how do I do this?" and that A makes me feel a little dumb, but B makes me feel like the developers are really smart. So if you're looking for something that's that's like cutesy and and easy to just sit down and play, but also makes you really tap into that that platformy, puzzly goodness. Um, so many me's it's pretty good. Um it's uh, fifteen bucks, and you can get it on Ouya, which is what I'm playing it on. Yeah. It's it is available on Steam. Or on or on Steam, yeah. You mentioned the game, and uh, I said, "What the hell is this?" And I looked it up online. The first thing that came up was Steam. So if you want to yep. play it, you play it on Steam. Yeah, it came out July seventeenth, so it's been out for like the summer. But yeah. Um, Sounds almost like Lemmings in a way. So are you actually controlling the the, the 
movements and actions of these guys, or is it like Lemmings where you just let them go and you got to set up their path? Oh, no, you're controlling it. You're, well, you're controlling the lead character, the lead okay. one in the line, and all the others just kind of follow you like a, like a caterpillar tail. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but it's all, it's all platform controls, you know. Okay. You jump cool. around. You can jump on enemies' heads. Um, mm. There are bosses that you fight that are really, at least the, the first couple are really simple, but, but um, by the end it's, it gets pretty uh, rough. Like I said, I think it. I think it's a, a real challenge. So, that's good for people who are into that. Um, so yeah, that was my game, and uh, I guess that we'll wrap it up right there. We'll make it a quick one. We each talk about one game. We might do something like this again, and uh, bring in some new stuff, and uh, keep things going. But it'll be real easy to turn these episodes out for you guys. If you if there's anything any of you listeners want to hear about, want us to talk about, drop us a line, versusnode at gamernode.com and, you know, go to the website, check out uh, whatever we've got coming out there, reviews, we got news coming through on a daily basis. Um, follow us on Twitter, Gamernode. Uh, like us on Facebook, you know, all the good stuff. Um, and that'll be that. Until next time, we'll try to get out here again real soon. Thanks, guys. It's been fun chatting with you. No problem, sir. I'm, I feel like we could have gone the whole time talking about Walking Dead, and I, de- I know. You know, <coughs> I debated letting it just go and saying at the end, "Well, this is the Walking Dead podcast," <laughs> but we had a plan, so we you stuck know, to it I this think, time. Uh, next uh, next season, we should really like have a podcast each each you know, episode. Each episode, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think people would love that because that's the type of thing you can hear people talk about because everyone kind of has a different experience and that's what make those makes those games really great um, and a lot of games that we have coming out now it's like the ability to play it in different ways and then talk with each other about it and I, I like that I really like that considering a lot of the ways that the industry is going with uh, social gaming becoming more like competitive I really like to see this type of social gaming in that you just share the experience that you have privately with your friends, you know, in like real human conversation. That, that's, sure. that's always great. I'm with um, you on that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, guys. Goodbye for real this time. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, talk to you next time. Oh. Eddie, got a question for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you're uh, serious. <laughs> There's a uh, a pizza place in Brooklyn called Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. That's one of the most famous ones ever. Oh, my God. I want to go so bad. <clears throat> yeah. You want to get a Sicilian slice. It looks so good. Yep. Josh is a pizza fanatic, and I live in New York, so we we have a special bond. <laughs> Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, oh. Had, he hadn't signed off yet. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I th- I thought we cut it off, and that's why I was talking about pizza now. No, we understand. I'm just gonna call you Michelangelo from now on. <laughs> okay, so for real, if you guys want good pizza, go to Ellen uh, B. Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn or Joe's Pizzeria on Carmine Street in Manhattan, and uh, that'll be that. We'll talk to you about games and pizza next time. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Ooh.